podcast with your host, Jack Anzel, Mike Dumpson. This is episode two, second week in a row. Anzel, good. let's just dive right into it. What are the topics? We have Carmelo Anthony and if he should be signed by a team, and if so, what team? We have Draymond Green's four-year, $100 million contract extension, and we're going to be reacting to the NFL players' top 100 list. All right, and we good. have our first guest, Jack Pigretta, with us. Give a first round guest to Jack ever. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Here to talk about uh, Carmelo Anthony. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll start it off. Jump right in. My opinion's pretty straightforward. Like I said off camera earlier, I was uh, basically saying some simple things. If I see him getting signed it, by any team at all, it's the Lakers because I just don't see like. Like, I don't know why, like, a middle-of-the-road team, like, like, like even the Knicks. Like, the Knicks aren't going to be that good. They, they could be, like, all right. Like, they, I think they have a chance to be all right. But, like, the Knicks have no reason to sign someone like, someone like Carmelo Anthony. He doesn't offer anything except for, like, nostalgia because he wants to be like Dwayne Wade, even though, personally, I don't think he deserves to be like Dwayne Wade. Like, he, he's good. In my, in my opinion, Melo's good enough to be, like, still, like, a, like a number three option on a team. Like, I think he can get, like, 15 points a game. But the, the way that he handles certain things and handled certain things earlier in his career, I don't know if he deserves to be on a team. Like, like you can't – like, he, on, he went first take, and he was like, yeah, we could have had a big three with – we could have had a big three with uh, D-Wade and LeBron, but I was immature. Like, you can't say that now. Like, he – like, even though he says he's immature, like, I don't think – I don't even know if he would change anything about his career. Like, he still was, like, the scoring – he was, like, scoring title up until, like – like, he was contending for – with that, up until, like, 2014, 2015, like, he was still scoring a lot, and, like, he has all the money in the world, like, he's gonna make the Hall of Fame, like, if, if he didn't, if he would just, like, if he would just be more, like, down earth with, like, and realize that his time is, like, over with trying to be a superstar, he could just be a role guy, like, he would have been, he would have already gotten signed, like I said, but if he does get signed, he's probably gonna be with the Lakers, that's just my opinion. Um... I actually agree with Mike on that. I think just because of how thin the Lakers' depth could be this season, the Lakers are probably going to be the front runner to sign him for a position on the bench. I agree. Just going back to you mentioned a retirement tour. He actually never said he wanted a retirement tour. That was his trainer who cleared the air on that. His trainer said, for, for me personally, I think Carmelo wants a retirement tour. He said he was not speaking for Carmelo. And Carmelo never said he wanted a retirement tour. So just want to make sure you were clear on that because the whole Dwayne Wade thing. And, you know, I really do see Carmelo Anthony, if he joins the Lakers, being a vital piece to a championship run for them. Just I agree. Blind, I agree. blind resume between two Rockets players from last year, both on their four best games. One player averaged 13.4 points per game and 5.4 rebounds. The other, 7.3 points and 5.8 rebounds. The highest scoring points for the 13.4 score was 22, 24, 28, and 17. They were 2-2 two and two out of those four games. And for the player that averaged 7.3, 19, 21, 20, and 18. Again, 2-2 two and two over those games. So... Okay. Um, the first player averages 57% uh, shooting from the field on an average of 15 shots and shot an average of 45% from deep. I'm pretty sure we can all acknowledge that's respectable. Yes. Wait, the first player yeah. averaged 13 points, shot 57% from the field, you said? Yes. Okay. Over, over those four games. Oh, over the four, okay, the four games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. And I, I'm assuming 45% we can acknowledge is decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The next player who averages 7.3, averaged 19 points over those four games, 19 and a half over those four games, shooting 60% and 55.2% from deep, which is obviously better than the other player uh, mm-hmm. percentage-wise. But he did that in an average of four minutes more per game. That player was P.J. Tucker, and I think everyone knows P.J. Tucker was vital for the Rockets, at least down the stretch. 
But Carmelo yeah, but Anthony. Like, not for like that you can like he. I don't want to cut you off, but to keep it like to keep it quick, PJ Tucker was so vital for the things that he did that didn't show up in this like in the stat sheet, in my opinion, at least. Like he would die for balls. He was guarding everybody. He was guarding the best player, and like he was rebound. I guess rebounding does like does add, like you can see that in the stat sheet. But if anybody watching the game that it knows that knows basketball at all knows that he was so vital for like all the little things like hustling, playing defense on the best player, talking, just being a vocal leader. Like that was, those kind of things are why he was so like vital. He wasn't like he wasn't shooting incredibly incredibly well. Like he was he was just doing little things in my opinion. I don't think Melo. I don't think Melo adds any of that. He's not going to play any defense. He's not. He might be a leader to some guys. Well, I don't even know Rockets, if he can do that. Are the Rockets even built on defense? I I get Harden's top two in the in the league in steals, but their whole thing's offense, offense, offense. Well, I know, but I'm saying that's why defense for Peter Tucker mattered so much. But if if he isn't even the premier defender, theoretically, you have Clint Capella. Who averages the most blocks on the team? You have James yeah, that, Harden. That, that, averages. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean okay. Kevin Capella block shots. That doesn't make him a perennial defender. He, he sat under the rim like Golden State Warriors make most of their buckets from the outside. They have Clay, Steph, Kevin Durant, all creating shots from the outside. Draymond, like, like how many times did they go to the rim? Like how many times does Clint Capella contest shots at the basket? Whereas shots thrown off in the three-point line in the mid-range, like PJ Tucker's flying around guarding people on the perimeter, that's definitely shows way more value. Especially the Clint Capella didn't really do that much in the playoffs, and he was coming off of injury. Like if you were to say Chris Paul, like as another defender, yeah, I, I could kind of agree, even though he he had a, had a bad year. But PJ Tuck, Tucker offers something that way different than Melo. Like if you were to say Melo, like a Sean Livingston. I could be like, yeah, come off the bench, give a rest for the main guy. Like he could go, he can go to the Lakers, be come off the bench for, for LeBron. He can come off the bench for AD, come off the bench for Kuzma, and get like 13 points a game and just shooting because who's he gonna play with? He's gonna play with Caldwell Pope. He's gonna play with like Rondo. People who like Caldwell Pope just shoots, plays defense. Rondo is a defender and wants to pass. Like Melo can be a primary scorer off the bench. He can do that, but he's not gonna come off the bench and guard the best player. Like. Like not, he's not PJ Tucker. Well, I know. I'm just comparing offensively seeing no, as the Rockets like, were an offensive like can, team. He, I think this is all Carmelo has to do in the league. If he can come off the bench and put up anywhere near 13 points a game, any team's going to take him. Yeah. And you're signaling about money. He doesn't care about the money, I don't think. I think he just wants to be back in the league. Oh, no. Kind of. Like, yeah, now he's like begging because now he's like begging to back get back in the league like now it's like it comes to that in my opinion what do you think Hansel all right so you're done all right so let me just go off where you guys left off first off the PJ Tucker comparison yeah sure Melo had better offensive numbers but PJ Tucker was their best like he was the guy that guarded the KDs he guarded LeBron's he guarded the Kawhi's he guarded the other team's best player most of the time outside of it was like Steph Curry or something like that and this point is, so PJ Sucker, he had five win shares. It's not the best, not it's, but let's come. Carmelo had point three win shares. Oh, point wait, three. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring that up, how many games did PJ Tucker play, and how many play, uh, games did Carmelo play, and what were their records over that span? Outside of two and four, I'd have to look up the because I know called. I know uh, they were the thirteen seed. Within those first ten games, the Rockets were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Harden went on his scoring. Mm-hmm. And run. Carmelo was on the Carmelo was on the team for ten games. Com, ten games last year. So if they're the 14th seed throughout the first ten games, and Carmelo was on the team for those ten games, well, you can make the same case that they need Chris Paul or Clint Capella because once both of them got injured, that's when they actually took off. No, but when they came back, they sustained their. They sustain their, I won't say dominance, but their play. They sustain their play, and they held on to that four scene. Well, I think early on, Chris Paul was trying to prove he still had it in him to go be a top guy. And then once he realized Harden could actually score the way he could, he actually backed off and let Harden take control of the team. And I think that's why Mike says Chris Paul had an offseason this year. 
Because looking mm-hmm. back on it in the in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Chris Paul actually, I always thought when I discussed this with you, Chris Paul mm-hmm. fell off in those playoffs. But in that last game, he put up close to thirty. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was maybe twenty seven, twenty eight. And that was me saying Chris Paul wasn't even there for Harden. Chris Paul was there. Chris Paul just saved up for the playoffs. He let Harden do what he needed to do in the regular season to get them wins. Well, I mean, I don't say that, but like, even like Chris Paul still like, he still added another element to like he still added another threat to a team. Whether he lived up to his career like nineteen and ten or whatever, like he still even when he came back, sure he took a step back. Okay, but he was he was also battling a three month hamstring injury. Yeah, but him being back still adds in a threat. For you can't expect team. him to come back and be full strength from that that length of an injury, especially with his hamstring. Yeah, but what James Harden was doing was like enough to get them there. Like Chris Paul could ease his way back in. The problem was they just didn't have enough at the end. And I don't mm-hmm. think, and I don't even think if you like just to go back to Melo, I don't think if you put Melo on there, he doesn't add it. Like mm-hmm. he might give them some more depth, like like at most. But like the fact that, and and it's it was a little while ago. But the fact that they're like, oh Melo, how do you feel about potentially coming off the bench? And like he's like laughing, like giggling, like come off the bench, like like he has to understand that his time has passed. Like you have to back off. Like was was Dwayne Wade like was Dwayne Wade the main guy at times? Yeah, for the Heat, he took the he took the last shot versus the Warriors and stuff. But I don't I don't even think Melo's there. Like I think Melo could be that good still. So. But I don't think he's well, there. Okay. If you're going to bring Dwayne Wade into this, you have to acknowledge he's the best player in Miami Heat history. This is retirement tour. They're obviously going to build around, not build, but play around what he wants to do. Well, I mean, yeah. they, played him, they played him almost 48 minutes the past three games for him. Yeah, but that was, like, that was like three games where they were on. They were still, you think if they were, because uh, they were on they the were still, They were still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, but. Up until the, they were on the playoff hunt until the last game. Up until the last game, they were still in the playoff hunt. Okay, well, never mind then. I was gonna, I was gonna say something different, but never mind. But another thing I find, like, with Pickerel's point of saying any team would sign that thirteen and a half or whatever to come. I didn't off the say bench. any team would. I'm just saying the Lakers could use a thirteen per game guy off. I the think bench. they could. Mm-hmm. I definitely. I think. That. I agree. I think they need that. I, I think agree. right now there's too many question marks off. around their bench. I, I just think they need a guy that create his own shot off the bench, which Melo can. But the question is, do you really want to take the baggage with Melo? Like, it's not his ability because everyone knows that he is like that he is like on any team is easily a top ten player easily. And but it's just the baggage of it. all the. I'm not gonna say cancer because I think that's a little too harsh for Melo. But like, that's he's been released from. Multiple teams now, like not many teams want him, and that's because he's a little, a little rough around the locker room. And you could make an argument LeBron could help that because he's friends, but like even Chris Paul, Chris Paul brought him in, thought it would be great together, you know, best friends playing together, thought it would be great, thought I could control Melo, and they released him after the second game. So I think it's not his ability to play, it's just the but did you hear anything? that Melo brings along. Did you hear anything coming out of the locker room over those 10 games? Other than before the season, him laughing at him coming off the bench. Well, I mean, I did not, but I'm going to, like, again. So how, so how can you say he's a cancer? I'm not going to say. It's kind of theoretically, like, okay. like, theoretically, the cancer could have been Chris Paul. I, okay, I agree with you, Pig. I also kind of agree with Hansel. I, I kind of agree with Hansel on the fact that I feel like you can just rightfully kind of assume that there is something there. And again, like. It could be a coincidence, but I think it's just hard that as soon as he gets released, they go from the 14 seed to a home. He, they get home court in the playoffs, like. And even if Chris Paul you, was hurt, you, I understand Chris Paul was hurt, but he's still in the locker room. So I think. I you think act like it's just night and day. They go from the 14 seed to the three seed in one night. It was over those 30 games, 32 games. Harden's putting up 30 points. It was yes, when was as soon as. Melo got released. Like it was when the best player in the NBA during the regular season was playing like the best player. Oh man, 
That was when. That was when. Oh man, that that was when. I don't know about. I don't know about about that. I mean, that was when Harden for MVP. That was when Harden for MVP came. Those thirty-two games. You heard the same thing with Paul George, only on eleven games sample size. In that one month, that Paul George is MVP G thirteen. Like he was in the lead for that. At the end of that one month, he was a front runner for MVP. Was he the best player in the league? Over that eleven game stretch, you can make the case, but Harden mm. still putting up forty five a night. Who won it though? But, uh, I mean, if we're gonna go off who won it, let's look at the best team. Let's not look at the best player. Okay, I mean, the best. He was putting up forty five a night, but as you said, like, who else was scoring the ball in that team? Gordon was hurt, Capella was hurt, and Chris Paul was hurt, and they were still winning games because. Yeah, that's what that's what he has to do to to win. Mm-hmm. But like, also look at the fact. Look at look at the voting is different. Like, look, look at this. For one, look at Giannis's consistency over the whole season. He led his team to the best record in the league. And on top of that, look at look look at what he with, does. He would well, look at what he brings the to the supporting cast. Well, I understand that. But I mean, he, he had was, a 50, with, 40, 90 guy at shooting guard. Uh, yeah, but even even with the supporting cast, he was still getting what like twenty eight like. With like four, like thirteen, and like eight or seven or something like that, and I mean, it becomes of that, a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier guard, to get an assist guard, when he passes to a fifty percent like, three point shooter. He's guarding like forty percent five. Uh, he plays defense, and considering that James Harden won it the last year, and we see how Giannis has gotten better every single year, it's like a whole thing that naturally people are gonna grab, like, like go directly towards. Hey, Giannis having a great season; he deserves it. Like Russell Westbrook gets a fucking triple double. Every single time, excuse my language, you know what I'm saying? He's shoveled every single time, but like, does he? Does he like? Does he get it every single? He got that one year, but does he get it every year? No, like, does, he had a great season. Like, obviously, numbers, like percentages, maybe not, but he still got a triple double. Okay, you bring up the season he wins it. He had no help that season. James Harden, for the majority of the season, as Hans will point out, has no help. But I want to say the that, that doesn't really matter. He was more for the storyline. Like, triple-double, KD just left him, and he led him to the playoffs. I think that was more for the storyline, because Jackie made an argument before he, said, before he came on saying Harden could have won it that year as well. He could have. Yeah. Um, but I think that was more for the storyline. I mean, like, after KD leaving the whole, like, Westbrook by himself thing, like, like that alone... And you add the triple double, like that—that's that alone is gonna give him that. But like Giannis coming from absolutely nothing, building up to this great player, leading his team to the best record. Obviously, he had a good team. We're not denying that. Like he deserves it too. And also look at like talking about like Russell wasn't having no Russell wasn't having nobody. First round out, like every time. Like I don't know, if, like literally. But it's every not time. a postseason award. I'm just saying. I, about, well, I say this every time. I'll, 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 I'll use post-season. this example. I'll use this example every time. I'm not saying. I'm not if we, saying. If we include the postseason, Donovan Mitchell's rookie of the year last season, two seasons I ago. Agree. It's not Ben I Simmons. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's why it's, it's so difficult now because you see, obviously, up until the last two games or two, four games, I didn't really watch of the Raptors Bucks series. Giannis was dominating the playoffs. If they're going to give this award out way after the season ends, it might as well be a postseason award as well. I have also would have, it could have I agree been, Then I 100% say Giannis is the MVP. Just because, one, his team went further, and two, when Harden's team was playing without KD on the other side, Harden, didn't, Harden showed up, but he didn't get the win. He disappeared down the stretch. Yeah, I agree with that. I and I'm not even saying Giannis had a better season than him, but I will go with the fact that he had his storylines thing like that alone could get people to vote for him. I mean, best player, best team, twenty-seven, twelve. Like it's hard not to give the MVP to that guys, but um, that's like the main. Like again, it could be a coincidence, but and I know Corden and Capella got, but like they still played the majority of the season. Like Capella. Capella played 68, or Gordon played 68, Capella played 67, Chris Paul played 58. Yeah, 58. So I mean, they still played the majority of the season, and I, 
And Carmelo leaving and then he turned to a good team, like it's doesn't work. And I I just don't think his play star also translate because he's ball dominant. Give it to me on the block. Let me shoot a fadeaway. Like, and today's NBA when it's all about ball moving and three pointers, it's really tough to implement that in offense. I don't. One thing that I will say with that is I do agree with Pick when he says like, like I agree with Pick on the fact that Melo leaving or getting like what Melo like. Wait, did he just leave the call? I believe so. It's whatever. I'll call. Him. I, I think I can invite him back. Um. But I'm just going to continue talking. Mellow, mellow, um, yeah, what was that? I forgot. Mellow, um, damn, I'm actually stupid. Enough. And you need okay, me to I, talk more about Mellow. I got, I got, I got, I got it. Mellow, like, getting waved or whatever didn't matter as much as, like, James Harden going for 45 every single time, going for 40 every single night. Like, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. But for Hansel to say, oh, Carmelo gets waved, all of a sudden they become, once again, you could, you'll say it. I'll say it. People might not acknowledge it. Then the Warriors were the top two teams in the West. People will say the Nuggets. I won't go at them for this. But end of the day, Rockets, Warriors were the two best teams in the West. Yeah. You can't say that's just because Carmelo leaves. It's not. It's like, I don't think... I think even if Melo would have stayed, I think James Harden... I think I don't think nothing... I don't think that much would have changed. And maybe like, maybe even it would have benefited them. Like, knowing... Like, if they would have known the injuries were going to come... I am truly sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um... But basically, like what I said when you left was uh, Melo leaving didn't matter to them as much as like James Harden going for 35 every single time because they didn't anticipate half their like like half their main core getting hurt to the point where James Harden has to go for 40 every time just for them to even have a chance of winning and staying in the playoff race. I I feel like if they would have known the injuries were going to come like that, they might have kept Melo, and maybe that would have even benefited a little bit. Obviously, his play style didn't really, doesn't really work with what they were trying to go with altogether in the big like scheme of things. But like, if they would have known that Chris Paul would have gotten hurt, Capella, like people who, and Eric Gordon, people who give real numbers, who give a lot, they might have said, hey, Melo, don't leave. You can stay. That's just my opinion. And I get that, but... um. The th- like, the thing is, with Me- like, even though the guys that left, like Harden still create everything, but with Melo being a ball stopper and not very efficient at all, he's like, even though Harden still did create everything, and I guess all the assist numbers were created to him because he was the one getting all of them. They were still during that time period a top passing team in the league. They moved the ball around, shot their threes, and all that. But with yeah. Melo, it's hard to be, it's hard to get that movement, obviously, because you know, ball dominant, post up, fade away. Yeah. Let me dribble the ball for eighteen seconds. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. And like you said, just a fit doesn't work with really to me with the Rockets. I think it was just a desperate move by the Rockets in general. But. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't really work, but like. I, I I agree with a lot of those points. It, it just depends. Like, it depends on the, the real circumstances. I feel like you look at teams, like, right now, mm-hmm. the only team I could actually picture, picture Melo on is the Lakers just because of the whole depth thing, the ability to come off the bench and be a quick score. Like, doesn't need to do anything else. They don't need him to do anything else but score and just be himself mm-hmm. off the bench. And and just, I think we say that because it's the move that makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, there's other teams in the league that could definitely use a guy like Melo. Like I said, 13 a game, 13 like who, a half. Like but... who, though? Like, really? I'm not saying, I'm not saying I, like there isn't, but, but like, I, can't, I can't think of one. Don't kill me for it, but I look at a team like Portland who struggles with their bench. I think. Maybe, maybe. It's, I, it's, it's not maybe. a perfect fit. I get that. But they struggle with their bench. They need a guy to go get two, three buckets at a time. Carmelo can go in and do that. I think, like, I agree. I think there's times when you, when I watch Portland, and maybe I'm just watching wrong, but I feel like there's 
there's times on Portland where they have like they have Dame, they have CJ, but like other than that, sometimes there's they don't get anything on the offensive end. They, Rodney Hood finally showed up for them. Rodney Hood the did. Playoffs. Rodney Hood showed up. And Rodney Hood did. Like, do he was on the Hawks last year, but don't forget Kent Bazemore's on the Blazers now, and he he can get you a bucket. He really can. Kent Bazemore is not that good. Honestly, like I don't. He's he's okay. I'd rather have Melo than I, I think he. I think he's I, underrated, but I just. I just don't see Kent Bazemore being a guy getting you 13 a game. Not that Carmel will go out and get them 13. That's on. I think Kent Bazemore could do more. I feel like he would look. He'd be a. He. I mean, it's hard not to be a better defender than Melo, but I don't. I still rather have Melo than Kent Bazemore. I mean, uh, there's Kent a couple. Of last year, put a 11 and a half, four two on around the same splits as Melo, but Blazers need defense as well. Those two, the guard combo with. Lillard and CJ McCollum, who aren't playing defense, like you need as much defense around them too as possible, and Melo provides none of that. Um, and, go, ahead, go ahead. A guy like Baysmore, who can score the ball a little bit, and he can play solid defense. He can guard one through three. I mean, that's the guy that they like. I think Frucamino, him, them losing him, is tough, but Baysmore, I think, is a nice recovery. Yeah. I still like, like, I agree. I, I, I can't really disagree with any of that, to be honest. Just to like close this out, because this has been a long segment. Yeah. But like, I'm looking at the top five teams according to fansided.com. I'm looking at one. It says Warriors at five, uh, Miami Heat at four, Trailblazers at three, Sixers at two, Lakers at one. Like, out of that five, Obviously, like because I've said it, I don't want to say it again. But like the Trailblazers, now that like like them, that pick brought it up, I can see the Trailblazers. But like other than them, everybody is like an eh. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if I can see because like I don't. I don't know. I just don't think he provides what the Warriors need. Like you're, they're losing a good. They're, they lose Clay Thompson. They they gain D'Angelo Russell, but they they lose the defense. And they gain offense. Like they, they get the offense back from Clay, kind of. And they get, but they don't get the defense back. And what is Melo, like you said, jumping the ball for three fourths of the shot clock and shooting contested fadeaways? That no, isn't that. That's what I was saying. Like it seemed like the Trailblazers and the Warriors and all that, they don't need offense. They need defense. I think, I think the Trailblazers need offense, but I just don't know. I think the question mark is what do you get out of Melo now? Like is Melo going to be like, hey guys, I'm fine. I'll do what you want now? Or is he going to be that? player that might not he might not be bumping heads with people in the locker room because you never really know it's not like we're there but you can kind of like you can just kind of tell off the way to tell tell off the way he plays that i just don't think it's going to work why would someone want to play with that mm-hmm. all right jack end this close it all if you need to um anything yeah so read through those um five teams real quick it was warriors he warriors warriors heat trailblazers let me see two real quick. Warriors, Heat, Trailblazers, Sixers, and Lakers. So we agree Lakers are the number one team that could use him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think just personally, I think the Blazers would be the second team that could use him the most. Just I can, because I, I can agree with that. But uh, I would put a little asterisk because, I, I, like I said, I don't know. I, don't, I really have no idea what you get out of him. I'm just saying, you need a spark off the bench. I think the Blazers yeah. need more of a spark off the bench than any of the other teams. Okay, That's real quick, real quick. I think, I think the Heat would be the third team that need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I don't really know what the Heat are like looking to. I, I, I can't really tell what they're. Obviously, they're in. They're trying well, to go for like he's not going to fit the mold. Well, I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like with Jimmy Butler there, with the like with the fire he brings. Obviously, they're going to try to make the playoffs and go as far as they can. But like, I don't. Yeah. I don't really but, know what Melo gives them other than that. Like, other than, like... I'm almost tempted sport. to put the Heat at five. Kind of. Because the Heat of these of these five teams, the Heat and the Sixers are, are going to be the two best defensive teams next season. Mm-hmm. I and, guess. I would agree. And, I mean, are you going to put the Warriors over the Heat on defense? No, I just the, the whole yeah. heat the whole heat system is built on just tough nosed basketball, just defense, and then 
just kind of grinding out a game. I mean, yeah, I, I can I can kind of agree with that. I feel like the Lakers are going to be underrated defensive team next year. Oh, I, I don't disagree there. I'm just saying the Lakers right now. I think they might need at least off the bench a little more offense than they do defense. That's true. I agree. And then, yeah, it's just tough for me to see Melo on either the Sixers or the Warriors. I think the Sixers don't need a guy like Melo, quite frankly. And I just yeah. don't see the I just don't see the Warriors. I just think they're going to roll the ball out. Say Steph and um, D'Lo, you two do your thing. I just don't really see a need for a guy like Carmelo on the Warriors. I think they're I think they like where they're at. Just real quick, the last question, and then we're going to move on because this talk was way too long. Um, just trailblazers, what do just what do Kent? What does Carmelo give you that Kent Bay's more Rodney Hood do not? Oh, I'm not saying Carmelo gives you so much more. I actually like Rodney Hood this season. Mm-hmm. I think Rodney Hood's going to be a really good player for the Blazers. I think if the Blazers make any noise in the West, it's going to be because of Rodney Hood. So I mean, just because. Actually, while I'm talking about the Blazers, I hate him. Watch out for Hassan Whiteside. He always shows up for contract money. Um, hasn't really done anything thus far on his $80 million deal. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Heat kind of just gave up on him. Blazers are taking a risk. I actually like Hassan Whiteside with the Blazers. and I think Whiteside's going to be fine for I think he's going to give them kind of an inside presence on defense that not that Nurkic couldn't, but Hassan was Hassan has been top five in blocks in his career mm-hmm. in the league. So yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. All right. Well uh, thank you, well, uh, Mr. Picoretto, for joining us and being our first yeah. guest. Thank course, you for having me. Much yep. appreciated. Hundred percent. Can't wait for next time. Look to have you back on the. Look to have you back on the um, podcast soon. Hey, uh, be on the lookout for some messages. We'll have the. We'll have the legal team message you. Always. Oh, and one last thing before I go. Mm -hmm. When you guys bring Sebastian on, make sure I give you guys some notes because I wrote an entire paper. Man, I'm the secret man. I'm the surprise guest. Dude, I really, I really wish that was gonna. Yeah, yeah, cut that one out. Well, um, yeah, thank you. Yep, thanks for having me. Wow, that was a long topic. All right, dude, that was extremely long. (laughs) It was it was good stuff though. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. I like it. All right. Honestly, I mean, we can go to honestly, we can go directly in the NFL. It's already been thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah, you can say Draymond for another one. We'll save Darren for another one. All right, so yeah. the top 100 players list. What do you think about it? Um, first off, before just, you like bring it, before you bring in snubs or whatever, like, what do you just think about like the top 10? We'll say top 10 for right now. I don't top 10. Quickly pull, pulling it up, mm-hmm. like top four. Can't really agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. Top five, however, like you bring Todd Gurley in. I don't think Todd Gurley was better. Like, no, I'm not going to say Todd Gurley. Like, who, okay. We, you and I both agree, DeAndre Hopkins is receiving the league. Did not drop a pass, yeah. right? Yeah. How is Julio Jones – Julio Jones is incredible. Don't get me wrong. And Antonio Brown, incredible player. But is he – are either of those players better than Hopkins? In my opinion, no. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how Hopkins is 11. And this is voted on by the players, I think. It is. It is. I don't see how I, – like, I, I don't think, see Tom – like, Tom Brady isn't better than Hopkins, in my opinion. Like, Tom Brady's great, incredible. Like, I, I disagree with that one completely. I don't We're think right. he's better than Hopkins. But um, I think people like Antonio Brown, Hulu Jones, I think they're just more flashy and on a bigger market than – so I think the players to take notes to, to that more, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But go on. Yeah. Um. You want me to get into snubs right now? Or? Well, no. I'll I'll rebuttal off your top ten. Um. Oh. Just a quick like. Uh. Just a quick. I'm just scrolling over. I think. 
I think Thielen was low key a little like a little low. Mm-hmm. Or, I think I think he was better than some of these guys. Like I think I think Thielen was better than Kittle. I think it's close, but like mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, like I think he's a little bit better than Fletcher Cox. Like just throwing it off. Obviously, I'm not the biggest NFL guy, so like take yeah. that with a, a grain of salt or whatever whatever people say. But whatever people, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. But the point is that I don't think like I think that Christian McCaffrey is low key a little a little a little low. I think he was really good last year too. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Christian McCaffrey would like I didn't watch them. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I feel like watching them enough. I think Christian McCaffrey is like up there with Zeke as far as like potential and like how good Ooh. they are. Oh no, not no. Okay, I think I think I think he's close. I think Christian well, McCaffrey Zeke led the league in rushing the last two or three years. I know you said and it a lot last time. Yeah, like no, I know, I know, I get that. And Zeke, Zeke got a Zeke got the spot he deserves, but like, is Saquon better than Zeke? So I mean, Saquon got the ball every time. I would have had Zeke or Saquon. Personally, I would have had Zeke like up there with what Kamara was. Kamara's fourteen. Hmm. Yeah, but I think Christian McCaffrey isn't far from 14. I think he's, like, at least top 20. Mm-hmm. Def- I, I, is, is McCaffrey not better than Andrew Luck? No, I'm taking Andrew Luck over McCaffrey I'm every not day. taking Andrew Luck over McCaffrey. I'm just oh, saying. man, we have a topic to talk about. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really not. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not. Yikes, okay. Why is it my turn, man? Go ahead. I'm, I'm not. We're going to start off here. Number two and number four is a big problem for me as well. So we have a guy named. Let's just. I'm gonna. I want the exact stats. So let me just. Let me just find this real quick. Football reference. So I know the one guy stats. So we have a guy, although he's not proven. It's only been one year in the league. But we have a guy that throws fifty touchdowns. Mm. 14 interceptions, or 11. Let me see. Mm-hmm. It was one of the two. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay. So you have a guy that throws 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 5,000 yards, 12-4 record. Got them the two seed, I believe, or the one, the one seed. Got them the one seed in the West. Mm-hmm. And then we have a guy um, named Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. He's yeah. one of the best to ever do it. Go. 32 touchdowns, five picks, didn't throw 4,000 yards, and they were also one seed, though. Mm-hmm. So we have those two guys. And you could, and people talk about weapons and all that. Kareem Hunt wasn't there for the second part of the season, had then. I'm taking Michael Thomas over to Tariq Hill. I don't know about you. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking Michael Thomas over him, of course. And Drew Brees also had Alvin Kamara and all that. So, Drew Brees, there's no weapon disparity. They both had great weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, less than – and, again, Mahomes, I get it. Only first year. But you're telling me the MVP, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, only, what I say, 11 interceptions? Yeah, you said you said eleven. Yeah, I said twelve. Twelve interceptions. All right. Oh, twelve. So you have those three. How are you not? At least, I I get Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald be number one. I get that completely. But mm-hmm. how are you not at least better than Drew Brees? I think Drew Brees, as much as I love him, was overrated. Mm-hmm. And also to take note, the Saints in the second half of the season. I don't know if you remember, but the Saints lost Monday night. At Dallas, I don't remember that game or see that saw that game or whatever. I do. I remember it a little I bit. I don't exactly what what week that was exactly, but ever since that week, the Saints became the number one rushing team in the league, which means they relied less on Drew Brees and became more of a running team, obviously. So I think it, I don't get how you can put a guy that where his team was more reliant on the running backs towards the end of the year over Patrick Mahomes, who won MVP, fifty touchdowns. Already said all this. So that's my first problem. And then I agree with the Hopkins thing. Hopkins should be a lot higher. And then I have yeah, I have Zeke higher than Saquon and Kamara. Like 
The dude led the league the last two, three, two years. Um, dude led the league in rushing two to three years. He's been in the league, and of course, yeah. off the line. But two of his off the line was hurt this year. And one big problem I have: how is I get Jarvis didn't have the best year to his standards, but Jarvis Landry is better than eighty-four. There is not a chance in the. I'm taking Jarvis Landry. I'm a Vikings fan taking over Stephon Diggs. I'm taking Landry over T.Y. T- Hilton. You said you're, you said you're taking over Diggs? Yeah. Diggs and T.Y., people like those are inconsistent. I'm taking How many them games over. did Jarvis Landry play last year? How many games? Uh, pretty sure he played all 16, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is, just to throw out a stat real quick, he's 84? Yeah. Let me do some quick maths real quick. Uh, he is 26 spots behind A.J. Green. A.J. Green did not play the last seven games of the season. And I disagree with that. Like, again, he didn't yeah. have his – he didn't get targeted as much because Cleveland had weapons all around. They had some pretty solid receivers. But, like, I mean, what is it? 81 receptions. 976 yards, 12 yards for reception, four touchdowns. Wait, say, wait, give me a second real quick. I'm looking up, I'm looking up some stats just to compare. I'm looking up stuff. Stefan did have a good year. His first thousand yard year, nine touchdowns, 10 yards for reception. But okay, now say, say, uh, say, um, go, go through. Okay, so it was 100 reception for Stefan, 81 for Jerry's. A thousand okay. for Stefan. Thousand yards with how many targets? How many? I know, how many? How many targets did he did uh, Jarvis have? Let me see. Jarvis had um 149. Okay, because he um you said he had 81. Kind of. Yeah. Because I'm looking at Larry Fitzgerald's stats right now. He had 112 targets, set 69 receptions. We don't even bring Larry Fitzgerald into this conversation. I'm just saying, Larry Fitzgerald is at 60, and Jarvis is at 84. Hold on. I would like to see. I, I want to look up. This dude, 10.669, fancy 200 less yards. But, like. Is that like 30 less, 30 less targets? He had 12 less catches. On the Cardinals, the worst team in the league. But, um... Yeah, on Cardinals, Josh Rosen. Worst team in the league, that's that. But the point Josh is... Josh Rosen! Worst team in the league. That's not the top. They, uh, had, they had Josh Rosen running the ball. I think... No, no, so no, I'm saying... Do you think that Jarvis should be higher than Larry Jones? Yes. I disagree. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I'm a little biased, so keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like... I'm trying to shut out all the bias. You look at the t- the, t- like the targets. 30 less targets, give or take. 12 less catches. Um, wait, how many yards did Jarvis have? 976. Okay, Larry had 734. But you also got to keep in mind that Larry played in the slot. Mm-hmm. As Josh Rosen throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. It's close. I think it's close. Larry's higher. I think it's rightfully. I don't know if he should be that high, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. There's some the, people, thing about, I, the thing I'm trying to get out. The thing I'm trying to get out when I'm saying Stefan and Ty in particular, and even AJ Green. I didn't think of AJ Green, but AJ Green as well. Those AJ three Green, guys definitely. right there are some of the most inconsistent receivers that I've seen. Like there begins, AJ will go for his 225 yard games. He would. And then there were games where he would get one reception for six yards. Jarvis is always a consistent nine catches, 80-some yards of it. Yeah. And he doesn't put the flashiest numbers, but I I personally would just take that over Stefan and all of those other receivers. And I think that's what made Adam so good. Adam Thielen, like, he had those really good first, the first eight games, 100-yard reception games, but, but, like, the thing that made him good is that even though he didn't put the same numbers for the last half of the year, he was still putting up good numbers consistently throughout the whole season. So, let me ask you this. That's, that's the main issue, Jarvis Andrews being so good. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 
is who is better, Jarvis Landry or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Okay. Because I'm looking at Mike Evans' stats. Mm-hmm. 86, no, wait. Yeah, 138 targets. 138 receptions. No, 138 targets. 86 receptions. 1,500 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many touchdowns did Jarvis have? Four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Jarvis is not a red zone guy. He's small. He's, He's not. not He's not. He didn't have, he, he had half the touchdowns that Mike Evans. Plus, you got to look at, like, Mike Evans is so much six bigger. Five. Yeah, he's six, he's, he's so much bigger. Guy. He's the main target in the red zone, or he should be at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with the Jarvis stuff mostly. Mm-hmm. And another thing like, that is Dak Prescott not being on here. I get it. He is a limited quarterback, and I think he's at his ceiling right now. I don't think he's going to be much better than what he is right now, mm-hmm. but. Let's give the kid. Let's give the guy credit. He two division titles in his first three years. You're telling me two division titles in the NFC East, the Super Bowl champions. Like in the, the Eagles won a Super Bowl two years ago. They are also in that NFC East. He's won that division two to three years. How is he not a top 100 player? That's also a main concern that he's out of there. Like, like again, I'm a Vikings fan. Kirk Cousins. He put up numbers. Don't get me wrong. The team was garbage. He was not, compared to last season with Case Keenum, the team underperformed greatly. But you have a guy like Dak Prescott, and again, he has Zeke and all that, but let's give the guy some credit here. Like, he's won a division last two years. He won a playoff game as well last year. He beat the Seahawks. And he, he did. was very close to being the Rams as well. They were coming back. I think if Jared Goff does not run for 18 yards for first down, they might win that game, but... I think that he deserves to be on the list. Like, over, over. Uh, like, he's definitely better than Eric Weddle. Mm-hmm. Like, just some of the top ten guys. Like, he's better than Eric Weddle. He, like, he, he's better than Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Like, is he better I mean, than Carson like, Wentz? Carson Wentz is too low as well, but he came off injury, and I get it. But like, he's, he's better than these. He, he's better than a lot of these guys. He's better mm-hmm. than a lot of these guys. It doesn't make concern, just. Yeah. Dak Prescott like, being off that list. Obviously, Carl's fan. I feel like Chandler Jones should be on it. What he offers to the team, like, like I think I'm trying to. Remember. He had 13 sacks. Like, throw out a name. I talked about really like Bradley Chubb. What do you have? Like, other sacks. Some, some around there. He had less. That's you know, he had less sacks. 80. And he, he ranked at 82. So keep that. Uh, that's, that's, I don't really have much to say other than that. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to pull up, like, all these guys, like Frank Clark. Like, I don't want to pull up Cameron Hayward. Like, I don't need to pull up all these guys' stats. But even T.J. Watt. Like, I, T.J. Watt's good, but I don't know. Like, like where does T.J. Watt? I don't, I don't Like, he had the same number of sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. He, like, his, his tackle amount is similar, too. And T.J. Watt is 93. Like, he might, he's not crazy high, but he's on the list. So I think Chandler Jones at least deserves to be on the list. Another thing, Tom Brady's too low as well. That's come on. Too low? Yes, I'm taking Tom Brady over Todd Gurley. Okay, so you're taking? Are you taking over Khalil Mack? Um, I would have to think about that one. Did he have a better year than Drew Brees? Tom Brady, he won the Super Bowl. That's not what I asked. (laughs) Won the Super Bowl. Not what I asked. I asked, did he have a better regular season than Drew Brees? I mean, like, not even did he have a better year in to- like in general? Did he have a better year than Drew Brees? Think about what Drew Brees did. Mm-hmm. We know, but uh, I we, think okay. Think it's about, about like we way. like we know we know like, we know Drew Brees is great, but did he have a better year than Mahomes? Like I don't think so. Not but Mahomes, Mahomes is like I already told you, that's Mahomes. What, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying that like way, if we're way, going off like about how great they are. Like Tom Brady, like I. The his offensive team, his offensive role, like his people around him. Mm-hmm. Put Tom Brady on the Saints with Kamara, with Michael Thomas, with Mark Ingram last year. Put him, put him on there with Sean Payton. You know what he can do as an offensive coach because he's a very great play caller and offensive coach. You cannot like Tom Brady's numbers are already four th- 4,300 passing yards. 49 touchdowns, 11 picks. 
So he threw. Let's see. Um, he threw. He threw more passing yards. I know that, but less touchdowns, more picks. But again, like I think the the town around Brady and the fact that the dude continuously wins Super Bowls, and you have guys like Tom Todd Gurley, and I, Todd Gurley is great, but Todd Gurley is not better than Tom Brady. And I think it's a little much. I don't know. I think Tom. Yeah, Gurley, I, I don't. Like I said, I was gonna keep it simple. You. You know a little. You like you know a little bit more about like I. Um, I don't think Tom Brady had a better year than Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees deserves to be higher than him. I'm not. I think Tom Brady. I, I think Tom Brady be better than Gurley. Mm-hmm. And I think that even when like Khalil Mack went to the Bears, he took a little bit of a step back. Like I don't even like. Obviously, there was there was more people on the Bears defense. Like so that's probably why Eddie Goldman on the line. You have Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson in the secondary. I think they have Kyle, like Kyle Fuller on their team, too. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But, so, I mean, like, they have a good defense, so he takes a little bit of a step back because of just the people who are around him. I think that Tom Brady low-key had a better year than Khalil Mack, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to compare. I try to com- – okay, and especially, like, video games, like 2K, I definitely don't compare anything to 2K because they just get stuff flat-out wrong. But, like, Madden – look at Madden, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like – the only people that got a 99 was the best player, Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, Khalil Mack, and then you go way down here to 15, Bobby Wagner, and then 11, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, look at that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, just a quick point. When it comes to tackles, Khalil Mack didn't have his money, but he had a career high in sacks. But go on. Oh, no, he did not. He had his, he did have his second best year in sacks. sacks so. that's, still, that's cool. I'm not, once again, I'm not saying Tom Brady had a better year. I think it's arguable. Like you said, he won the well, championship. I'm saying, I don't, know, I don't know how much of a step back Khalil Mack took. I guess he had less. No, I'm saying that, like, I'm saying that he didn't have to do as much. So, yeah, I agree. He'd have to it's that. Like, like Tom Brady is, in, is, in, is incredible. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are people in that top five that I think arguably he didn't have a better season. I think there are people who arguably did have a better season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Pretty much, that's, pretty, that's pretty much all I got with this. Um, all right. Well, I guess this concludes a second week of Designated Hitters Podcast. Going strong. Going strong. Uh, all, I, I would, all that I would ask is um, if you make it this far in the podcast, which you probably didn't, but if you did, <laughs> I thank you for being loyal. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just trying and to grind. We're Hit us up for some topics you want to hear us talk about. Honestly, honestly, I know damn well. NFL and NBA, but everybody, like, keep keep my. I'm not really trying to talk about baseball. If you're trying to talk about baseball, then hit us up and say you want to be on the podcast. Then, if you want to talk about baseball, we'll give you your own segment. Honestly, honestly, we'll talk. We'll talk baseball with you. But I mean, if you're just gonna give us a baseball topic, I'm highly doubt I'm probably not gonna do it. So, so just gonna be honest. But yeah, just uh, get at us. And if you want to be on the, on the podcast in general, if you feel like you can give us something, if you have something to say about a specific topic, let us know. Mm-hmm. That'd be much appreciated. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this concludes the second episode. Uh, Michael Dumpson, Jack Hansel, we thank you for listening. All right.